don't underestimate what you have to give to this world. Don't underestimate the smile you have. Don't underestimate your presence. Don't underestimate who you are. Don't underestimate you walking down the street, you hugging somebody because you don't know the domino effect that that one thing has in others' life. Aloha, beautiful people. I am the intuitive coach and I gave birth to this podcast because of my intuition who has a powerful voice and asked me to remember and embrace my essence. We are all love and light and for each of us to shine at our brightest, we must explore the depths of our darkness. When you rediscover your essence, we all heal an aspect of ourselves. So remember to always shine your light unapologetically. And hello, hello, hello to everyone, beautiful souls. I hope you have had one of the best days ever. Today I am having Nicole D. Munoz. She is a fantabulous soul, which I would absolutely love to ask to introduce yourselves. Hello, Diana. Thank you so much for having me today in your podcast. I am super excited. This is my first interview podcast, so it's amazing. Uh, I am Nicole Munoz, as Diana mentioned, I am currently a coach, specifically a personal development coach. The people that I work with are people who want to grow into the best version of themselves, who feel lost in life, who feel that they don't have purpose and need that guidance. That's what I'm focusing on now. I also love creating content. I consider myself a creator. So I do um, a lot of Instagram reels, working on TikTok. I my I was born in New Jersey. I grew up in New York a few years, and then I moved to Florida. I also lived in Ecuador for a while when I got married. It was an amazing experience. I got married in 2017. Um, currently still married, thank God. But there is a back story to that, which will go into in a few moments and my background my bloodline is Ecuador Ecuadorian well thank you for sharing all that my darling and as always this podcast focuses on people who experienced rock bottoms that actually supported their growth and expansion because when we fall and we hit the ground we are finally allowing all those fears to disperse because we literally reach that bottom. And that's when we allow the light within to shine. But also, even when we allow that, do we dim it for the sake of others or do we shine it unapologetically? So I would like to ask you, what was your rock bottom? One of your most recent, if you've had way too many. <laughs> and um, what was your first step into getting out of it? 
how did you grow from it? Thank you so much, Diana, for such a deep, beautiful question. I love that. I love it. I feel we do have many rock bottoms, but there's always that one rock bottom that just shakes you so much. And like you said, allows your light to shine through. I want to rewind and start at the root of where I personally think led to this rock bottom. And it is going to go around my divorce, my almost divorce. So my marriage, it was it was a, something that shifted a lot in me. But where it all started, I feel, is when my parents got divorced. So I was daddy's girl at the time. And I grew up with mom, grew up with dad, up to where I was seven years old. Divorce occurred. And since that age, I noticed that I was always looking for love, to feel that love that I felt I lost when my father moved away. Going into my teenage years, I saw myself looking for that love in circles, wrong circles, gang-related circles. I didn't ever do any gang-related activity, but I was surrounded by the environment because I did grow up in Queens, New York, in a neighborhood where there was a lot of gang activity going on. Then started the substances, which I'm not going to mention. I don't know if I can mention them on Spotify, so I'm going to leave that out. But there were just substances which altered my mind and made me feel numb. I remember when I was younger, I would always say I want to feel something because when my father left, I felt like I stopped feeling. And I just wanted to feel something, which I say it's love. And I tried the substances, nothing. Then came the boys. Then I grew up a little more. So then came the boys. It started boyfriends here, boyfriends there, nothing. I still felt empty. Then I was introduced to the Christian church, learned about the Bible, learned about Jesus. Amazing experience. I started feeling something, but still there was that void in me. Eventually, I moved to Ecuador after situations that happened in New York. Mom was like, you know what? It's time for you guys to move. The environment isn't good for you guys. The influence either you guys are being easily influenced. Let's take you out of here. Best decision my mom could have made. One, I met the love of my life. Thank God. Two, it humbled me a lot to realize and value the USA. Because I moved to Ecuador, a third world country, where I had to limit myself, where I had to go to bus, bus stops, where I would feel the breeze of all the dust in my face, where the food was different, everything was different, the poverty levels were so high. So it really changed me in that aspect. And when I met Andy, I started to learn a lot about myself, about what I was truly looking for. And I realized it was love, which I felt with, with Andy, which is my husband. And eventually we got married. It was beautiful. We had a long distance relationship because I had moved back to the U.S., it was tough. We were going through it. So we decided to get married and I moved back to Ecuador. It was a growing experience. Marriage is different. It's not like boyfriend and girlfriend. So I was really tested. I saw 
my dad's character in me in marriage, the negative side, the side why my parents got divorced. My husband would tell me, Nicole, I'm seeing the, the father like, you know, you have to work on that. I think you need to, you know, be like, no, I, I get angrier. I'm like, I'm not like him. Why are you comparing me to him? Outburst. We ended up separating after two years. I said I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I didn't notice I was very selfish. I just thought about myself, about my emotions. I would underestimate everything he would say, everything. To me, he was dumb. I was the smart one. I knew everything. And then I moved back to the U.S. And I'm thinking about divorce. I'm thinking about this is it. It didn't work out. Who was I to think, you know, I was going to find love. I felt unworthy and started dating again. Um, mind you, I still wasn't divorced. Andy at the time, he wanted to come back to me. He wanted to make it work. But I was just closed off. I was like, no, if I leave, I don't go back. Just all that orgullo. I think in English it's called pride. All that pride. Just it was everything that was on me. Pride. I was very prideful. But we all have a moment where when we climb two up and think we're more than anybody, life does its thing and we hit rock bottom. And this is where it starts, my rock bottom, where I was in the middle of partying, drinking, and dating um, these guys that I was like, what do I want? Where, what is my life? It was like that midlife existential crisis that you just ask yourself, what am I doing? Where am I leading myself? Is this really who I am? Am I loving myself? And it was a slap in the face for me. And I said, I don't deserve this. Why am I doing this to myself? Why do I feel I deserve to hurt my body to this extent? So there I started self-coaching myself. I just got curious on the why. And that why led me to personal development, where I started listening to Les Brown. Love Les Brown. He is a motivator, speaker, preacher. He is amazing. And he just started talking about your dreams and what you can get out of life. Then I also heard another YouTube, well, this is actually a YouTuber, Les Brown is a speaker, a YouTuber named Aisha Cristino, which talked about self-love and women who think they love themselves, but they really don't, and why they do stuff with guys and why they try to hide all their insecurities and other things. And I realized for the first time in my life that I wasn't perfect because I thought I was perfect. <laughs> which is crazy I was like wow I do have fault in me there are things that are wrong with me and I started thinking about everything wrong that I did with Andy and all the things he would tell me that I was doing wrong and I realized that much of the burden in the marriage was myself and what I needed to heal because I was so insecure hiding behind a curtain that I loved myself and I did everything right and I wanted to be close to perfect, which does not exist in this world because there is beauty in the imperfection because that is where we grow. I started personal development. I fell so in love with it 
that I became a personal development coach. And one of the other things that pushed me to that, which is tied to the same rock bottom, is that at one moment in my life, while I was going through that, I really felt that I wanted to take my life away. Like I really felt I was done with this world. I got these these um, feelings because I because I was so lost. I felt purposeless. So I said, "What am I doing in this world?" But I was so low emotionally that I didn't even have the strength to take my life to take that step. So including that and knowing what I went through, knowing how empty I felt to the point that I wanted to leave this world, I felt so inspired to just go after those people that felt the same way I did because there is hope. Because I am the living proof of a person who didn't want to live anymore, who didn't love herself, who had so many insecurities and still battles with them, but differently. Because as I mentioned, imperfections, there's beauty in the imperfection. And now I live perfectly imperfect, embracing what I think I need, my imperfection, what I think I need to add to myself. I just fill myself up. I fill my cup with what served me with love. That's when I started my self-love journey. To answer your question, how I got out of that, I started truly loving myself. And what is that for me? It's really taking the time to get to know myself. Because I asked myself, Nicole, when you love somebody, what do you do? You get to know them. You want to know them. That's love for me. You want to know somebody. So how I love myself is how I love others, which is getting to know them. That was absolutely powerful, Nicole. And I remember we talked a little bit about it, but you did not go as deep as you did now. And um, I would like to take a minute and thank you for coming forward, for saying it out loud. Because most of the time, I feel like this fear of not being perfect, you see yourself as perfect, but what you actually feel is like, I am so imperfect that I have to see myself as perfect. So I would cover those imperfections. Otherwise, what's my purpose? If I'm not perfect, what's my purpose? If, if I'm not doing this as, as I have to, as it is supposed to be then what am I doing here? What, what's my life about? And I love that you brought all that in. And when you got to that stage of purposelessness, where you were even too done to even attempt taking your own life, which is a precious gift. But the thing is like people at that stage, they do not think of it as a precious gift. They mostly think as a burden. And... I would love to know a, just a little bit more. I don't want to go to the gruesome and sell. Of course, I would love to go even deeper. However, I would love to understand more in that moment of purposelessness. What was your first thought and what did you do to overcome that? Because I believe there are so many women who failed in their marriages and just felt like if this didn't work that's it I'm done and there were other external factors that influenced that decision some of them go through with it some of them don't 
And that's why I would love to get even deeper into knowing what did you feel and what was the first step you took to come out of it? Yes, definitely, Dana. I truly don't mind getting deep into this topic. It's something that I'm very open about because I know that there's many people that are going through it. It's just not really talked about because some people are saying, you, you're crazy or well, you need help. But no, it's not crazy. It's very natural, I think, for some of us to happen. Like, I'm not saying everyone goes through it, but when it happens, like, you're not crazy. That's what I want to get at. So it all starts with your thoughts. What are you feeding? So I was feeding the thoughts of purposelessness. I was believing the story. I was believing it. I would get thoughts of, what are you doing? And I wasn't doing anything. I was in a third world country. It was all brand new to me. I was getting thoughts when I was here in the U.S. You got divorced. So I was feeding all the negativity. And as I was feeding everything that I didn't have, I wasn't realizing everything that I did have. Because don't get me wrong, there was a lot of blessings. Life itself but I wasn't seeing it behind the lens of life. I was seeing it behind the lens of death, the lens of victimism, the lens of escape. And with all respect to all people who aren't here today because of that, because it is a place where, so to answer your question, how did I get out of there? Not yet. Keep trying, don't give up. Something that I repeat so much in my social media in Spanish, tú puedes, no te rindas. You can do it. Don't give up. I repeat it so much because it's exactly those words that I told myself in the middle of that darkness. So how do you get out of there? You take the decision to get out of there. Even when all the negativity that isn't you, because we are divine beings, so that that isn't you, when all the negativity wants you to identify yourself in all that darkness, something in you, there's that spark. Like when you're walking in that alley, in that darkness that tells you don't go there. It's that. It's like that intuition that that you say and work with. It's that intuition that just leads you towards it. But that's there's the battle. It's either we choose to or not. Thank God I chose to. And it was the best decision because I am here today because of that. Making a difference and... Also, being that example for others who have been through that. Well, before we even move farther, I want to take a moment and not only acknowledge, but encourage each and one of you beautiful people to listen again to what she has just said if you're going through one of those moments. Because sometimes, the first time, it's not going through. You need to hear it on repeat. You just need someone or something to be there for you, to know that you matter in a way or another, to know that you have the, the tiniest purpose because that small spark that Nicole had cannot be seen by everyone. Sometimes it feels like so far away, like unreachable unfortunately. So it's not that it's not available. It's just that it's so far away, we give up. And what she said, do not give up because you can do it. I love this. I believe this is your favorite mantra. <laughs> yes, 
it is my favorite mantra. And if you allow me, please, to also give a message to those who are hearing and going through what I went through once. Of course. Don't underestimate what you have to give to this world. Don't underestimate the smile you have. Don't underestimate your presence. Don't underestimate who you are. Don't underestimate you walking down the street, you hugging somebody because you don't know the domino effect that that one thing has in others' life. Unfortunately, we live in a world where it takes so much out of us to recognize and say, hey, you know, your smile today, it really lightened me up because I thought I was looking ugly. Because strangers don't just come up to you and tell you what your presence does to them. They don't. But I want to tell you today that even though you don't realize what effect you have in this world does not mean that you don't have an effect and that you don't matter. Because you matter the moment you came into this world and even before you mattered the moment there was life in you because that is the preciousness of your purpose, the life. Having the why isn't necessary. And I think that was one of my biggest problems and the problems of the world. What is your purpose? Why, why, why? Sometimes you just have to trust that just you being is enough. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, actually, beautiful people, let me give you a quick challenge. After you finish listening this episode, on the day you're going to listen to, do this random act of kindness. Pay a compliment to someone on anything you feel like they could be complimented. Just go out of your comfort zone you just walk on a street and you see someone wearing the shoes that you've been eyeing for a while or they look like that in, in that dress, that dress that probably doesn't look good on you or doesn't look good on someone else. It looks so great on that woman. Or, oh my gosh, you've seen hats. You don't usually wear hats, but that man, the way that hat looks on him, that's it. Or simply just smile at someone, especially if that someone is a homeless person simply acknowledging their very existence it's giving them a glimmer of hope so i challenge you to do this i love that challenge diana i love it i'm gonna take it for myself it's actually a challenge that i challenge myself to do to compliment others i think it's wonderful i once heard a lady that i was in class with a few years ago she said I taught my kids every time they go out, make their goal, their daily goal to give a compliment to somebody. So I love that. That's that's a beautiful purpose right there, literally. You sometimes just need a purpose for a day, not to find out the life purpose straight away. And life purpose is never shown straight away. It's not like an angel is going to come in front of you. It's going to materialize. It took me years to see them in my mind like that beautifully. And it's going to be like, yes, this is your soul purpose. Go for it. If only would be that easy, then sign me up. If you know someone who does that, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. and I believe each and one of you would love that. But it's not about that. It's about uncovering it. Because it is in your blueprint. Oh my gosh, we could talk like for ages, Nicole. I love our conversation. It's like so, so, so very powerful. And actually, I would love to ask you 
this question based on what you have just said, how your rock bottom started. When you were a child and your father left you, yeah, you felt unworthy of love anymore, but yet you felt like, oh no, I'm perfect. I'm too perfect for this, too perfect for that. And yet that was another mask you have put on for the people to see because what you were most afraid of was seeing the real beautiful you. You were not yet ready for that. So as a child, when you do not have those kind of filters and you've been through what you've been, what do you feel was that moment when you realized your unworthiness? What triggered that realization of it? What was the constraint that took it out to the level where you went through what you what you did? Yes, it was definitely the feeling of something's out of place. It was the excess. I, I believe in balance. So it was the excess of the the boys, the alcohol the late nights, the purposelessness in itself. So it was that darkness that made me open up that something was out of balance. Something came to mind that I also want to share, and it's it's amazing how even in your quote-unquote purposelessness, there is purpose. And it was that because there is... Uh, something that I heard from Sadhguru. He's a guru. I love him. I call him my grandfather because whoever inspires me, I make them part of my family, <laughs> my spiritual family. So to paraphrase, he basically said, why do we have to feel pain? Why is there pain? Because if there wasn't pain, then we'd be all cut up and, you know, hurt because we wouldn't have the limit." Pain is actually good. If we didn't have pain, then we would put our hands in the fire and just watch them burn. But there's pain. There's those senses. So that helped me. Feeling all that pain and negativity in me awoken me to, well, something needs to change. Something is out of place. Beautiful. Now, on the other side, when do you feel alignment is happening? What do you, what, what would be a synonym for I'm in alignment with? What do you feel like alignment really is for you? For me, alignment is when you can be yourself. Alignment for me is when you feel comfortable, when there is no tension in your body. When we try to be something we're not, we feel tense, we feel anxious. When we flow in who we truly are, we feel peace and we feel love. That's alignment for me. A very powerful answer. Thank you for that. Well, as a coach, what would be your main message? What would you like to offer to those coming to you? And what would you like to leave behind as a coach? What would be your legacy? Yes, as a coach, for those who come to me, I would like to leave on to them inspiration on 
what what I went through. I want them to see that I am the living proof of someone who thought had had no purpose, but found purpose behind no purpose. I want them to grow into the best version of themselves, to believe in themselves, to not compare themselves, and to not ever quit. And the other question you had said was, the oh yeah what do I offer as as a coach so I do offer sessions I do offer the sessions um you can go to my social media on Instagram specifically it's Nicole N-I-C-O-L-E-D for Damaris or like in dog Munoz M-U-N-O-Z so Nicole D. Munoz thank you guys for listening to my story I hope this changes something in you, awakens something in you, inspires you, motivates you. Big virtual hug and God bless you. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being here, for sharing all this with us. Now, as a part of uh, season two, I put a quick lightning round question. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. <laughs> First one would be, if you would be a flower, what flower would it be and why? Ooh, if I would be a flower, I'd be a rose. Why? There's just something beautiful about roses. The red, the color red, for me, it resembles strength, love, passion. Something that I feel I vibrate in and represents me. If you would have $1 million today, right here, right, right now, what would be the purpose of those $1 million? The purpose of the $1 million, a question I have previously made to myself, <laughs> amazing. I would take certain percentages, one, to focus on my mission, which is helping those who feel lost. I would do like a type of foundation where I would educate courses about self-love, growing into the best version of yourself, and how to deal with negative thoughts, so the coaching business. The other thing I would do is I would donation. So another percentage, I would focus it on donations. The other percentage, I would focus it on stabilizing my mother, my family, myself. And then I leave another percentage for investment to continue the work and feed on the money. <laughs> Beautiful purpose for them. And actually, I believe this is the most important thing to have a purpose for them. And the last question, if you would have to choose between that million dollar and one million friends, which one would you choose and why? Hmm, interesting question. One million friends. I've had many friends before and in my friend experience, I've noticed that there's a lot of broken people out there, many more than people who truly want to connect. I think what I do is I go for the million dollars to work on those million friends <laughs> and create some coursework or educational 
um, inspirational, something that helps people and friendships because I I noticed that there's a lot of lack in in true friendships. To me, true friendship, loyalty, respect, all of the valuable friend features a friendship should have is very minimum. So I would I think I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful answer. Beautiful answer. Thank you. Once again, Nicole, thank you for shining your light unapologetically in my podcast with me, with my listeners, for everyone. So beautiful people, shall you feel connected with her story, with what she had to share, which anything at all with her as a beautiful being that she is, do reach out. I'm going to post all the uh, links below and you can connect on your social media on your, via your platform of your choice or reach out directly to her through a DM. She's there and she is eager to simply connect. Do not take it as a, oh my gosh, she's going to just charge me for something. No, she's there to connect. Isn't that Nicole? Yes, yeah. Anna, that is. Uh, I love connecting with people. I'm connecting with you. It was a great experience. I thank you so much once again for inviting me to your podcast, letting me shine my light into the light of others. I love what you do. Keep doing it. Don't stop. I believe in you. Believe. I know you believe in yourself because it radiates on you. I love this. I love these interviews. Powerful questions. And I know they have an impact because this myself had an impact on me amazing <laughs> thank you everybody thank you for your time thank you thank you thank you nicole and until the next episode beautiful people keep on do not dim your light to make others feel safe Shine your light unapologetically and experience powerful transformation through healing, growth and expansion.